I feel I need to get the lectern because I'm being Tom, all right? Uh. Right. If I was really Tom, I would have a big glass of water here as well, but... So, I am going to read what Tom had prepared, um, and um, so this is Tom's voice, if you like, not mine. And I'm conscious that Tom is probably watching online, and he said um, he'll put things in the chat if he disagrees with the sermon, (laughs) which is a bit weird, isn't it? So... um, We're going to have two parts, really, to this service and to this talk. And um, one is to look at the costs and the losses we've experienced over this last year and a bit. And then we're going to look at how Psalm 42 speaks into that, um, how we can acknowledge those losses and respond to them. And uh, then in the second half, we're going to reveal about this picture, this lovely picture here, and we're going to have uh, Ruth Williams, who painted it, come and talk to us then. And that's going to perhaps look a little bit more at what we have gained as well as lost and the hope that God has given us. So in this first talk, Tom really wanted to look at the losses that the pandemic has brought. And he says here, they can be grouped into four main categories. First, there's been a lot of physical loss. And most obviously, that has been through catching COVID itself. Uh, Tom says, several of my friends caught COVID and some have had long COVID, leading to months off work or functioning, um, having to function while they were ill. And it has often affected whole families, given the obvious risks of transmission that living together brings. So for many of us, that might have been our experience as well, the experience of catching COVID or having somebody in your family catch COVID and all the anxiety that that brought. But there are also indirect physical consequences of the pandemic, which have been widely acknowledged too. Waiting times for operations and sometimes urgent treatment for other conditions and illnesses went from negligible in that pre-pandemic period to waits of a year or more. And some of you may have been affected by that. And for some, the consequences of that were life-changing, even fatal. While for others, there's living in long discomfort and pain 
And that's just about the symptoms that have been reported and investigated. But there's probably a lot more of that because we know that people held back from visits to the doctor or the hospital because they were deterred by the risks. Beyond that, though, there's also been the accelerated frailty or loss of mobility that prolonged inactivity during this pandemic has brought. And I know that many of the older people in the church have said this has been an issue for them. The physical consequences of the pandemic have been widespread and we now know that they go well beyond the 5 million people in the UK who may have had the virus. So those are some of the physical losses and you might be thinking whether those have affected you. Then Tom goes on to say there are the emotional or psychological consequences which he suspects have been more widespread still. Perhaps the most obvious is the grief and the trauma when close family or friends have died. And in this church, we know that as a church family, we lost Leslie Whitfield to COVID. But many others have lost friends and family who didn't come to this church, but were no less precious to them. And alongside that, I think I would put all the stuff about not being able to have proper funerals. Tom hasn't mentioned that, but somebody mentioned that to me after the first service. All the difficulties of not being able to say goodbye to people properly. And then there is the whole anxiety and loss of confidence caused by fear of illness and death for ourselves or for loved ones, fear of spreading that virus to others, even fear of unintentionally breaking the law. It's brought out a latent anxiety about any activity that takes place in a public place and fear of what others might be thinking about us and for some a nagging anxiety about what new threat or bad news each new day might bring. And for others, it's gone beyond that to almost a fear of being with people again, um, of being uncertain about public transport or crowds or social gatherings on, of any sort. What's the consequence? is that some of the main activities we enjoyed or depended on have become things that we avoid. Our lives potentially greatly diminished as a result. We withdrawn, avoiding the very context in which friendships can be maintained or built or in which important work or God's ministry can be done. And Tom says that relates to the third area of loss the pandemic has brought, the social effects. And here he's thinking of relationships that have been harmed by the isolation the restrictions have necess 
necessitated. Um, perhaps relationships with family or friends, colleagues or neighbours. And I'm just going to add in there that sometimes relationships have been harmed by being together with people for too long as well. And that's had a major effect on our mental health as we have struggled with loneliness, with low spirits, with lack of stimulation for some of us, um, with lack of pleasure and things to look forward to, um, and with lack of contact with the key people who mean so much to us. And for some people, that has included missing out on absolutely precious moments in life. And we heard some of that in your responses, whether it's graduations, whether it's weddings that not everybody could come to, whether, as for Sophie and Lydia, it's introducing your child to the grandparents and the family, not being able to do that for nearly a year. All those precious moments, birthdays, anniversaries, um, were lost. And that brought particular pain. And when we most needed others, those people often couldn't be there, a type of deprivation we never expected to experience. The consequence, Tom says, has been, touch, it has been losing touch with some, growing distance with others, and the very fabric of our society and our family and our community life being damaged and undermined. We never knew how precious our relationships were until we lost them. And the pandemic has made that truth all too real. That's Tom's words, not mine which relates to the fourth area of loss, which is the spiritual consequences that the pandemic may have brought. For, of course, meeting together like this on Sundays or in our life groups or in prayer with other people is our very lifeblood as Christians. The fellowship and support that keeps us going and inspires us to live for Christ. And while we've done our best to replicate that online, and we're still doing that to a certain extent, and on Zoom, and by phone calls and messages, it's never been quite the same. And even when in-person services resumed, the small numbers, the social distancing, the masks, the lack of singing... Um, the lack of prayer ministry or touch, the lack of conversation and fellowship all made that hard. But it wasn't just our relationships with each other that suffered. And this is Tom's final point here. It was also, for many, our relationship with God. Now, let's be clear, Tom says, God never withdrew from us. His love grew no less consistent and no less strong. But some of us struggled with prayers that weren't answered, perhaps hoping for a speedy solution to COVID or the healing of someone or protection from illness. And others of us struggled with the apathy or the inertia which trauma brings or the enforced inactivity or isolation 
that the whole lockdown tended to produce. We lost our desire to do anything, including spending time with God, even if we didn't need to leave the house to do it. Our reactions were not always right, and our instincts were not always healthy. But they happened, and for many, our relationship with God may need healing too, as much as anything else. So, having gone through those, I wonder where you think the main thing for you is. What's the main legacy that you're still carrying from that time? Now, one of the great things about the Bible, says Tom, is it isn't silent on suffering. It's not a place where negative emotions are absent or condemned. Rather, in these pages, we have a raw reality of um, what it's like to suffer. Um, And the passage we had (coughs) from Psalm 42 is like that. And it models to us how we should pray in the hardest of times. What is its relevance to the situation we've been in? Well, there are some obvious parallels. The loss of fellowship and encouragement that um, the psalmist talks about. Um, He used to go with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. And now he can't. Where can I go and meet with God, he says in verse 2. And then there is the spiritual despair of wondering, where are you, God? We see that here. My tears have been my food day and night. People say to me, where is God? Where is your God? Of course, the context is a little bit different. We are not being persecuted and mocked by others in that way. But if anything, the pandemic has grown people's spiritual hunger, at least for those outside the church. And we know, says Tom, that over 25% of young adults accessed an online service early in the pandemic. And we must pray that that openness will continue to bear fruit. But some Christians do seem to have struggled. And Tom says this, Perhaps for us, it's the devil himself who mocks us and questions us, sowing those seeds of doubt about whether God really loved us or listens to us, or suggesting that God has forgotten us in the situation we're in. Either way, Tom says, I'm sure many of us can relate to verse 1 of this psalm. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? The pandemic exposed the God-shaped hole that is in us all. Yet the tragedy has been that for some of us, it has also stopped us from filling it. And what I can only call, in the worst cases, a spiritual depression has been the result. And so with all that in mind, and you may feel that not all of that is relevant to you, you may feel it hasn't been that bad for you, 
All right? We all have different experiences of this. But we're going to um, respond with a piece of paper and a pen. So I hope that's what you've got. And those of you who might be watching at home, I hope you have managed to find a piece of paper and something to write with. And we're going to have um, some quiet uh, music in a minute. And this is an opportunity for you to write down what you think you have lost during this time of pandemic and lockdown. This is between you and God. It's not something that any of us are going to look at. Um, So be honest and say, just as the psalmist is honest with God, you can be honest with God and say, I found it hard. I felt I lost this, this and this. And acknowledge it before God. Tom says the necessary first stage to dealing with this is to acknowledge it, to admit that those things are there and to give them to God. And that is what we're going to do today. So we are going to have four or five minutes to reflect and to write these down and then um, we will gather them up together. Yes, if anyone doesn't have paper, Sophie is offering to go and get some. So put your hand up or there's some at the back. Thank you. If you missed out on that. Okay, Stefan, let's have some music and perform. Right, we're going to respond to that partly by looking at this picture. Could we have that on the screen as well, do you think? Thank you. And just looking at that, Jesus on the cross, the darkest day of all history, really. But even there, there was light, there was hope, there was something more happening. Would you like to take your little light? Because we wanted to give you a symbol of hope and a symbol of light. And particularly because of what Ruth said, we thought you could take this home with you. And perhaps you'd like to switch it on. If it's got a little tag underneath, you might need to remove that to enable it. And actually, I think we need to stand up for this. I'm just looking at you sitting there. And you might like to... So, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will carry the light of life. And we're going to carry Jesus' light out into the world. In Jesus is life, and that life is light for everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never overcome it. Has never overcome it. So let's just pray.